This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 6th of June. In your Squiz today, Kathleen Folbig has been freed, it's interest rates day, a report into sky-high airfares and perfecting your Hollywood smile. This is your Squiz today. It was a massive day yesterday for the woman who was once dubbed Australia's worst female serial killer, Claire. Kathleen Folbig was pardoned by the New South Wales governor after being convicted 20 years ago of the murder of three of her children and the manslaughter of one. And she was immediately released from prison yesterday morning. Yeah, that follows a judicial inquiry into Folbig's conviction and it looked at new evidence that the children could have died of natural causes. It was 2003 that Folbig was convicted for smothering the children, which is something that she's repeatedly denied and Mm. it also follows an appeal a first judicial inquiry in 2018 and that found that there was no evidence to overturn her conviction there was an appeal over that decision and then now this second review and the man who led the latest look into her case was retired Chief Justice Tom Bathurst he said that he came to the firm view that the new scientific evidence cast reasonable doubt over her guilt. Yeah, so the New South Wales government recommended to the state's governor, Margaret Beasley, to grant Folbig an unconditional pardon. Claire, Folbig's children, Caleb, Patrick, Sarah and Laura, all died suddenly between 1989 and 1999. They were all between 19 days and 19 months old when they died. Take us through the evidence that changed things for Folbig this time around. So for years, supporters and experts said that there was no evidence that Folbig killed her children. Uh, But it wasn't until an international team of scientists found in 2021 that Folbig and her daughters shared a genetic mutation that can cause life-threatening cardiac arrhythmias. Uh, And also when it came to her sons, they carried a gene that was shown to cause early onset lethal epilepsy in mice when it was detected. So what Bathurst said is that it meant that that was enough reasonable doubt over Folbig big skills. And as for what's next, the final report from the judicial inquiry will be finished within weeks and it could be referred to the New South Wales Court of Criminal Appeal for the conviction to be quashed. That will then open the door for Folbig to sue the state for compensation. And for Folbig, she spent her first night out of prison in 20 years with friends, but one person who isn't happy about her release is her former husband, Craig. He still believes she killed their children and his lawyer said he is shattered by yesterday's decision. Claire, the first Tuesday of the month has come around pretty quickly again and it means that the Reserve Bank Board is meeting for its monthly review of interest rates. 
Look, I reckon, Alice, if we've achieved one thing with this podcast, it's making sure that all our squizzes know that the first Tuesday <laughs> of the month is Reserve <laughs> Reserve Bank Board Meeting Day, uh, in good times and in bad. But, look, there's no escaping it. Philip Lowe, who's the governor of the Reserve Bank and his board, they're going to meet. They'll then let us know at 2.30 today whether interest rates are staying put or whether they're going to go up again. Uh, when it comes to the big four banks, they're split on what's going to happen this month. Uh, The Commonwealth Bank and Westpac have said that they reckon rates have peaked, but ANZ and the National Australia Bank are tipping at least one more rate rise before the end of the year. Uh, When it comes to this time around, last week's inflation numbers added a bit of fuel to the fire, Mm. Uh, but they also did show that while headline inflation was up uh, in April from March, it also found that when you actually normalise the numbers, underlying inflation was actually down. Yep, you really know we're right in an inflation fight when we're going deep into headline and underlying inflation trends, Claire. (laughs) But today's RBA decision also comes as a new survey says that 40% of Aussies are struggling with their mortgage repayments and that's up from 24% last year. I can't wait for the day we talk about prices on something going down, Claire, but today (laughs) is not really that day. A new report is out from the consumer watchdog, the ACCC, and it blames the dominance of Virgin Australia and Qantas and Jetstar for the higher airfares that we're seeing in Oz. Yeah, so it said that those companies are linked to underwhelming outcomes when it comes for people travelling on planes at the moment. Uh, The report says that nearly 30% of domestic flights were delayed in April, 4% were cancelled across the board. Jetstar was the worst offender. It cancelled about 8% of its flights in April. The chair of the ACCC is Gina Cascotlib. She said that there's ineffective competition and that's resulted in higher prices, also less customer service. She says that Australian passengers deserve more than that and she suggested that airlines could even be forced to compensate passengers for those cancelled or delayed flights. And it's not all bad news, Claire. Qantas boss Alan Joyce said that fares are coming down as capacity returns following those COVID shutdowns that we saw. Joyce said that international and domestic routes will be back to at least 100% of pre-COVID levels by March next year. Prince Harry's back in the news, and that's because he's getting ready to give evidence in his lawsuit against a British newspaper publisher. It's notable, Claire, because he'll be the first royal to testify in court in 130 years. Yep, that's Harry breaking records again (laughs) and really being an outlier when it comes to his family. Uh, Harry's among 100 people who are suing the Mirror Group newspapers, which is the company behind the Daily Mirror. It's a really big tabloid newspaper in the UK, Mm. and that's over alleged phone hacking, uh, also other what they call unlawful information gathering. And Harry's expected to really unload when he goes on as a witness on that whole British tabloid industry. Uh, Of course, he's recently called uh, that industry the mothership of online trolling. And in reply to that, reports say that Mirror Group newspapers will argue that some of the information they obtained came from royal insiders. It's a huge case, so we're sure to hear plenty more about it. 
quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. Plenty of people have had a change in career over the past few years, Claire, but I'm not sure how many of them have considered becoming a smile instructor. (laughs) Sounds like a great time to me. It's a completely legit job and it's taking off in Japan. Well, Alice, I reckon you're one of the smiliest people I know, so I reckon you could be pretty excellent at it. Not not that I want you to find a new job. I think you should stay exactly where you are. But one uh, founder of the industry in Japan reckons that demand for her smile tuition services have quadrupled since last year. The issue is that the mask mandate in Japan uh, has really finally started to come off. Uh, Masks were compulsory in Japan in many areas right up until March this year. Uh, Masks were always popular in Japan, even before the pandemic. Uh, And recent polls say that just 8% of locals no longer wear masks at all. But she's really finding that those who are pushing the mask down need a bit of help on their grin. Yeah, and the best part about this is that locals are paying 7,000 700 yen, which is around $83 for an hour-long Hollywood-style smiling technique session, as it's called. (laughs) If you want to practice that technique in the mirror at home, Claire, it's really simple. You just round your cheeks and show the eight middle teeth of your top row. I'm going to count teeth as soon as we finish. (laughs) We spoke about the pending cash rate decision from the RBA earlier, Claire, and today we'll also get some new data from the ABS around household spending in April. Yep, that's a lot of data for Squiz the Day today. (laughs) really like some ABS data and some official interest rate information, so we've got those bases covered. Um, Today is also Queensland Day, which marks the day that the Sunshine State was established when it broke away from New South Wales. That happened back in 1859. Oh, there you go. Happy Queensland. Queensland Day to Queenslanders out there. And that wraps us up today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.